0: welcome 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 this is our second episode of a guide to poor parenting a podcast where me jason and my best friend
1: jennifer
0: have a few drinks and and talk
1: shit about our kids oh
0: and we got a lot of shit to talk Welcome back, Jennifer. How did you feel that first episode went? I
1: think it went good. Besides the dog making lots of noises. Oh, God.
0: It felt like she was licking all the vaginas in the house. (laughs) Um, So, like uh, we said earlier, I am Jason. I am an adoptive father of two children, and I have two grandchildren. And my beautiful co-host, Jennifer, who is...
1: I have one child, and that's enough for me. I definitely don't need no grandbabies.
0: Not yet. No,
1: not for a long time.
0: Five more years? No, 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 no. 30 (laughs) more years. (laughs) He's 10, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so as we said in the intro, this podcast is where Jennifer and I are going to have a few drinks and talk shit about our kids. Jennifer, you want to talk about what we're drinking today?
1: Yes, we are drinking one of my favorite wines. It is a wine in a box, but I don't care. Um, It is the uh, Nighthawk Black Cabernet Sauvignon Sauvignon. It is a bourbon barrel wine that is fantastic. And we get it at Kroger's. Yeah. So, you know, $19 a box. Has like four bottles in it and lasts us one night.
0: Well, only if we have our friends (laughs) over.
1: That's very true.
0: (laughs) We were, I think we were at Costco and I was like, oh, I want to try this box wine because... Like, we would open bottles of wine, and a lot of times we'd have extra, and it would go bad, because yeah. we don't drink them quickly enough. So I was like, let's try the box wine. And I found a Cabernet at Costco. It wasn't bad. I no. liked it. It's kind of a gen- generic wine. It was yeah. drinkable. Very much so. And then we were at Kroger's one day, because Jennifer and Zane and I, or sorry, my husband Zane and I will go grocery shopping. Jennifer. Um, and one day, well, one day she was like, can I come with you? Because she apparently hates shopping. Yes.
1: For anything, and then my son is a very bad shopper as well. So mom, I can I have
0: this, mom? Yeah.
1: So I leave him at the house with Jason's son, and he lives leaves his granddaughter, and we all three go shopping together. And it's pretty funny because the uh, baggers and the cashiers at Kroger knows us. Yes. <laughs>
0: we're still trying to figure out what they think our relationship yes. is. I think
1: they think we're a thruple. To be uh, honest.
0: Hey, you know what? If, uh, if Zane ever passes, girl, that pussy's mine. No. Sorry, I I wouldn't even know what to do with it. Right? (laughs) So, I want to have a quick little sippy poo of my wine because I'm feeling it.
1: Yes. Well, we are doing back to back episodes, so we have our. (gasps) Jennifer,
0: don't ruin the movie magic of podcasting. They need
1: to know that you're a little tipsy
0: right now. So, you know. Yes. So for our listening audience, we tend to record uh, multiple episodes in a row. So um, some episodes we're stone cold sober at the beginning. And since I am a uh, six foot three, 250 pound lightweight right. by the uh, beginning of the second podcast, I'm usually a little tipsy and we were enjoying some very fabulous whiskey the last episode. Yes, we were. Thank you for that. I think it was a birthday present that we said. No. No?
1: My friend had it at his wedding. Oh, okay. It's always sold in Tennessee. So I had another friend pick it up since she lives in Tennessee and she brought it to me. Nice. And it's really good. It's Guidance Whiskey and it's really good.
0: It was. And we had um, probably about three. I don't know. I was a very generous pour that first one. So my husband was uh, setting up photos for the Instagram and uh, poured a very healthy pour of the bourbon barrel wine. And I was like, Honey, not where people are around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he just wanted to get my glass. I I stole it from your house. It has has fuck your fears on it, and that just became my glass. That's true. I don't know why. I just took it and was like, it's mine.
0: I think it, did we did you buy it or did no? No, of no, course. And I just took it and said, this it. is my
1: glass. Yeah. We got it at Home Goods.
0: Come on, unpaid sponsorships. <laughs> All right, so this is episode two of A Guide to Poor Parenting, and this time, so the first couple episodes we decided we would, uh, just give our listening audience, the friends of the pod, a little background on uh, Jennifer and I's journey into podcasting, uh, journey into podcasting.
1: Yes, well that as well, since it's is our <laughs> second episode, but to parenthood is yes. what you were trying to Thank say. Thank
0: you, my dear. <laughs> uh, so last time we talked about Jennifer's um, hectic and slightly insane path into uh, parenthood with her adorable 10 year old son Wesley. Sometimes. Sometimes. Occasionally. <laughs> so this time we're going to be talking about.
1: Your journey.
0: I know. Me and my beautiful husband who's hovering around Jennifer's backside.
1: And annoying me immensely because he knows I don't like anyone behind me. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk about y'all's journey to parenthood today. Uh, We spoke a little bit about you guys getting married and um, about the kids and such, but I know you want to give a little bit more in depth since the first one was a little bit more about me. So now it's your
0: turn to talk. Yay. Yay. Yeah. So Zane and I met in 2012, I think it was. Yeah, definitely 2012. That's actually the exact same time we started my job, um, my current job and i think even then we were talking about children and wanting children and um so i knew right away that like it was going to be something we were going to pursue um and then we got married in 2015 well we had a ceremony in 2015 but it wasn't legal yet right um and then in 2018 yeah in 2018 we went back to new orleans where we had our original ceremony And our dear friend Jennifer accompanied us and uh, witnessed our legal nuptials. And my dear friend Michael married us and did a great job.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Yeah.
0: Um, And we did on the roof of the Four Seasons, I think. We just snuck in, took the elevator. Yeah. (laughs) The 12 of us snuck into the hotel, took the elevator to the top floor, were under some covered patio or deck or something like that. Yeah. Just
1: rained. Yeah. Yeah. It was very nice. It was lovely. Very pretty view, and you um, could hear everything, and we were all together, and then we went to eat at that bougie restaurant. Very bougie. And then uh, a few people got a little schnockered. Which ones? Oh, and, um...
0: Was it David? David? Well, it's always David. David. David and... Oh, well, they Jason.
1: were already snockered before you even got to the restaurant, I would imagine, because they like to. <laughs> they can drink. Yes.
0: yes. And hopefully we'll have David on the podcast yes, soon. Yes, that would be very fun. David is always fun when he yeah. gets a little tipsy.
1: But Amanda got a little tipsy, didn't she?
0: Not as tipsy as she did on the first round. Ah. Well, she had the kids with her this time.
1: Yeah, but remember we were walking down Bourbon Street, and she was having a good old time filling some type of way, so I was take care of the oldest of the kids. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah.
0: Poor Amanda. She at our first uh, the ceremony back in 2015, she was on she was sick and so and she was taking steroids uh to to deal with it, whatever it was and it did not agree with alcohol. the alcohol. And so she was puking her brains out, Aww. and I had to get a rickshaw. Like, I, everybody else was like, I'll take her, I'll take her. I'm like, no, 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 she's my friend, I'm gonna take her. So, uh, I, Zane and our friends walked back to the hotel, and I took Amanda to, on a rickshaw uh, back to her hotel, which was on the opposite side of the French Quarter, and then walked the length of the French Quarter, which was nice because it gave me a chance to kind of sober up a little right. bit.
1: Right, and you're such a good friend to take her. Oh, that was yeah. very nice of you, especially on your wedding day weekend
0: or whatever days it was yeah well i as much as i love people and i am a social creature i always need breaks too Where i just need a little quiet time to kind of decompress a tad that so makes sense. even like even when i'm around you and our other friends i'll like especially if it's a, a big crowd yeah. i'll go like i'm gonna go over here for a moment to right. decompress even though i do love crowds but Yep. Yeah. And then back in, and then a couple of years after, no, a year after we got married, uh, had the ceremony, the, the first wedding where it wasn't legal, uh, we decided to pursue adoption through the Alabama foster care system. And we talked about this before that we didn't get certified as foster parents, we got certified as pre adoption placement. I guess foster parents. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah,
1: because you technically foster before yeah. you adopt. But the TPR, the termination of parental rights, has already been done. Yeah. So you know that the kid isn't going to be, like, snatched from you, like... a uh, Technical foster family, yeah. you know, when you foster that way. But you have to foster before you can adopt so that you can, you know, get to know the kid and the kid can get to know you and decide if y'all want to get adopted or not.
0: This is it true.
1: I mean, because you both have choice. Yeah. Except well, Wesley. Wesley had no choice. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't because he was under the age of 13. So in, yeah. in Alabama, if they're under the age of 13, they don't have to consent to be adopted.
1: Yeah, but I still asked him. I didn't Come want line. to force him to be my kid. You fool. You know? Well... He still decided, and then changed his mind, and then decided, and then changed his mind. You know, like a kid does. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: It's probably why they have the age limit of 13, to be honest. This
0: is true. Um, So we did our, uh, we filled out the horrible amount of paperwork. We did the financial statement. We had to break down all our finances, and we had to go through the, um... Questions. Yeah, what, um, I don't remember the form's name, but it was awful. It was, like, four or five pages of, like... Just all the conditions and diagnoses that kids in foster care can go through. So we went through... I think when you... Last episode, we talked about how you were more concerned about, like, cruelty to animals. Right. That was one of ours, too. And
1: fire was mine.
0: Yeah. We were more concerned, though, with sexual abuse. Not that we... You know, not to victim blame. uh, You know, these kids are suffering trauma that they have no control over. Right. But it is common for children who have been sexually abused to act out sexually out. Sorry, the wine's hit me. It is common for kids who have been sexually abused to act out sexually on other kids or uh, make sexual advances towards adults. Right. And with
1: you being gay and having two dads, you didn't want them to make any false acquisitions to
0: no. Um, the, you got close. Yeah, I did. Accusations, was, I think, that, is the accusations. word. Accusations. Yeah.
1: Words are hard. Um, and then with Clea being in the house, you're... Uh,
0: no, she wasn't at the house at the time because oh, this she was because oh, yeah, prior. Was pretty, yeah, uh,
1: she, I feel like she's yeah. been
0: here forever. We um, the thing we were worried about was Zane's nieces and nephew. Yeah. Because at the times, Zane's niece was seven, I think, or six, something like that, yeah. and his nephew was three or four. And so we were, and we had some friends that had kids and we were very worried about, because they were very much part of our lives and we saw them on the regular. So we were worried about if we had a kid who acted out sexually, that was like, okay, we can never have sleepovers. We can't, um,
1: leave them by themselves in a room and not have to watch them. Especially with the kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and like, it's terrible. and. You know, it, it ate me up a bit to admit that, but at the same time, it's like, when you do adopt out of the foster mm-hmm. care system, you have to have pretty strong ideas of what you're willing to deal with. Right, and, and what that, you can handle. Yeah, and that was the, the kind of the red line for us, just right. because... And I think there was a few more, like with what you said when you were filling out yours. We didn't think we could handle, like, severe uh, disabilities. We didn't have a... Um, a house that was wheelchair compatible, right. and we didn't have. I I didn't think we could handle like severe um, developmental del- delays or severe autism or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Or like, them dying. Yeah, I mean
1: having to take care of a kid that you know is gonna die. Yeah, that's just. Whoo.
0: Yeah, that the people that do that are literally doing the Lord's work. So. We decided, after we got through our, um, our paperwork, when we did the classes, the 10, I think it was 10 weeks of classes. Is that right, Zane? Is it 10 weeks? 10 weeks. Yeah. Um, we attended 10 weeks of classes and a shit ton of role play. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, pretend you're the kid. Oh, pretend you're the adult. Oh, pretend you're the, the... Parent who's abusing them, or the social worker
1: who's taking them away.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. god, all the fucking role play. Yeah, um, felt like it was an improv class. Uh, so we did that and we got certified. Now, how, this is kind of where our story and your story kind of diverge right. because when you got certified almost immediately, I got a kid. Well, you got a nibs, nibs. yeah, a biography yeah. statement, yeah. Um, We were certified, I think it was mid-summer is when we got certified, and it was October that we got our first, excuse me, our first nibs, Um, and it was a little boy, I think it was about 10, if I remember correctly. Um,
1: Oh, I remember him.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sweet kid, but very controlling. Like, Mm -hmm. he had to be, he told us... Everything we had to do, what we were going to do, and it was just exhausting.
1: You met him at Chuck E. Cheese, right?
0: Yes, we, yep. we drove down to Montgomery, I think it was. Um, we met his social worker, his adoption coordinator, I think is what the social, that social worker is. So in, in Alabama, we've talked about this before, that um, at the county level, the kids have a social worker that makes sure that the, parent, the foster parents are doing their job and that the kids are not dead. And then at the state level, there's an adoption coordinator that tries to get them adopted. And I can't remember the adoption coordinator's name, but yeah, it didn't really matter. Um, she we met her in Montgomery and she brought the boy with her. Mm-hmm. And we made the she was like, oh, what about we made it um what was the name of Chucky Cheese? Chucky Cheese. Chucky Cheese, the cheese of the Chuckies. Yeah. Ugh. That was a lot.
1: Well, I mean, Chuck E. Cheese by itself is a lot. But for you to meet a kid at Chuck E. Cheese, you can't anyway bond because the kid's running around and if they're hyper, it's going to make them even more hyper. Yeah. That's probably not the best place to meet him. But you did learn right off that he would be a little too much for you to
0: handle. Yeah. No, we had a pretty good inkling. And... um so yeah but we weren't 100% sure at the time so we were like okay Zane had pretty uh, had pr- some reservations but mm-hmm. I was like well let's try Yeah. give it a whirl so about a week later the social worker asked if we could if we wanted to do a weekend with him mm-hmm. so he came up and spent a weekend with us and that was a lot yeah he was very controlling and mm-hmm. not control. He just was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we're like, no, 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 we're doing this. He wanted to run the show. He wanted to run the show. Yeah. And it got very, very tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but by the end of it, I was still willing to go forward with it. Cause I'm like, well, this was a lot. And you know, he could, you know, they'll, he'll calm down after a while. but, that night, Zane told me he's like, "I this is too much. I can't Go handle ahead. it." And I think ultimately it was the right choice. Yeah. Um, but oh, that drive down there was awful because I I was sitting in the back with the boy, and he and I were playing on my phone together. And then Zane and I switched places because it's about a that, a three hour uh, drive. I to, say three hours. Yeah, three yeah. hour drive to Montgomery. So about halfway down, we switch, and I drive. And I just start crying. And I'm, I'm trying to be quiet about it. Right. But I'm just bawling. Ugly crying. Oh, it, and I, I wasn't, like, uh, loudly weeping. I don't know. Zane, could you tell that I was crying? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> so, clearly, <laughs> like you were. But, uh, you, yeah. you, you weren't very vocal,
2: but but you were doing the, the shoulder shake.
0: Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know if the kid noticed. He probably did. Um... Cause he, he kind of pulled away by the end of it, so yeah. I think he knew it was coming. But, ooh, my little my gay ass little heart couldn't take that. No. Um, but so we, we declined to to adopt him, and that that was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. And then, so that was that was, was September maybe. That was the early fall. I think is when we we met him and had yeah. him over. And then um, we didn't get any other matches. And yeah,
1: you had to keep asking for them. They kept sending them to me, and then you had to keep asking, Yeah, but which what, was the craziest thing.
0: Well, I think it's because you're a woman, and frankly. And you're gay. But, mm. I mean,
1: still, there's two well, parents in yours, and there's only one in mine. You would think two parents are rule one.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. I, I agree, but at the same time, I think, like... Oh, well, it's Alabama. It's Alabama, and all gay men are pedophiles, apparently. That's
1: very, very true try
0: to yeah yeah so um so like right after that I started looking on uh, adoptuskids.org because mm-hmm. there's there's two main websites you can look at for adoption in Alabama it's the heart gallery which is kind of a generic listing of kids it's like a, a little one paragraph blurb yeah that's super not helpful
1: no but they none of them are cuz they're all fake
0: Yeah. Well, they're just like, oh, he needs structure and uh, needs a loving home. And he
1: likes to play basketball. Yeah,
0: and his favorite food is mac and cheese. Right, yeah. "Uh." That
1: doesn't help you in real life.
0: No. But there's another website called AdoptUSKids.org. And that one, you can register a profile. And if you have an accepted home study with either an adoption agency or with um your local foster care system they will give you slightly more updated information at least in alabama a lot of states don't have that right like if you go on there and you have a profile like i've looked at georgia and tennessee and it's a lot a lot of like oh this jurisdiction doesn't allow has privacy laws and yada 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 right but in alabama it was nice because They would give you some diagnoses like, oh, this kid's a bedwetter, cruelty to animals.
1: ADHD. Yeah. That's that's very, very common. And the majority of the kids that I've seen on there was ADHD. Yes. Like that was a a given that all kids pretty much have that, which is just crazy that that happens that way. But I noticed that a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, I think they they told us that it's a lot of, it's a result of the trauma. Okay. That makes sense.
1: And then also that uh, defiant, oppositional defiant disorder yeah. that Wesley has. Because he wasn't diagnosed as ADHD or oppositional defiant disorder until mm-hmm. I got him diagnosed after I got him. And it was just the craziest thing that I had to go get him diagnosed and that's what he had. So
0: Yeah. And so just for, for our listeners at home, uh, now this is a, like, I'm paraphrasing this poorly, I believe, but as far as I understand oppositional defiant disorder, it's like tantrums but to an extreme.
1: That and they just wanna do the opposite of what you tell them to do. Yes. That's what I figured it out to be. Yeah. So if in in your mind you're saying no, but then they say yes, like yeah. I gotta do this.
0: And it's an extreme case. Yeah. It's not like, no, I wanna do this. Meh. Yeah. No. it's like I'm going to do this, you fucking cunt. Yeah. And they're five years old. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So, although Wesley never got that bad. No. No.
1: He, I mean, he got diagnosed with it, and he does. It's like the I'm going to lie, even though you just saw me do it, is what I find it to be. And that could just be what most kids do, but with him, it's just the extreme. Like, you physically watch him do something, and he's like, I didn't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude,
1: I just watched you. Yeah, you did do it. Yeah. So, that's how I feel it is in in that aspect of having that disorder. It's just yeah. he does not want to do, like, tell the truth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, so, when I think of oppositional defiant disorder, I think of my... So, I, I am a, a mentor with Big Brothers Big Sisters, and hopefully later this on this season, uh, we will have the mother of my little on, Miss Gwen. Yeah. She's a, um, a spitfire of a lady, and I love her. And I don't know how the hell she's raised twins. Yeah. Especially one of you know, they've just been a handful their entire lives. But she's told me that, you know, Matt, when he, especially when he was younger and had a tantrum, it was violent almost. Yeah. Like he would lay down on the ground and just scream. And hitter or like punch holes in walls even mm-hmm. at the age of like seven or eight right so that well that's when i think of an oppositional defiant disorder um where were we talking about again <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the,
0: the, the, the. you were talking
1: about the different things that kids can have yes when they uh, when you're um kid- on the website yeah, on the oh, website yeah, yeah. and what we were yeah. doing. And so you they adopt U.S. About, kids. Yeah, talking yeah. about adopt U.S. kids, and then you were talking about uh, that little boy, and yeah. then now you're going on to the next yeah. kid that you saw.
0: Yeah. So one nice feature of adopt U.S. kids is you can actually filter based off how extreme their conditions are. So like if it's a developmental display, you can do mild, medium, moderate, severe. Right. So we had been searching for kids, and there was... Um, always a small kid, list of kids that had not a lot of problems. Right. And so we found, I'd done that search, and there was a boy up for adoption who was 17 years old. No, I think he was 16 at the time. Uh, at least he was listed on the website. Um, his name was Justin. Um, and he had this goofy grin. It mm-hmm. had this and he's um, medium height, skinny skinny black kid with right. a big old fro mm-hmm. um, and uh, like at the picture we have of him at least or from the website had this one little orange it looked like he'd dyed it or bleached it poorly one orange spot in his hair <laughs> it was very silly and I, I always remember his his video from the Adopt Us kids because you know, like as you said last time, it's very scripted and kind of mm-hmm. stupid. Almost reading
1: books and washing dishes. <laughs> uh, Which I don't think he's washed a dish since he's been here.
0: That's not true. He actually will empty and load the dishwasher oh, okay, for us. Yeah, okay. you know, so. I just never seen it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, but I, I still get tickled with this. He uh, when in his interview his video or whatever, he said that uh, he's like, yeah, I like reading books, like Shakespeare or something like that. And as soon as he moved in with us, I was like, you were lying, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I kind of figured. I was like, I have never seen that child read for right. pleasure in my life. So, um, but anyway, so uh, I think it was like early October. Uh, we went down to Opelika, Auburn area and met him because he was in a group home there. No, right. he was in foster care there. Um, a real nice late like, name. Oof. the wine yeah Um, this real nice lady down there was his foster mother real sweet lady Uh, we picked him up we hung out with him uh, walked around Auburn campus uh, which was my husband's alma mater
1: and he's an Alabama fan
0: he's an Alabama well he grew up in Tuscaloosa right so lies (sighs) what do you mean lies I'm an Auburn fan. You're talking about. No, no Justin, Justin's baby. Now oh. Our son, dear. Yes. Not you. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm going to whiskey. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, everybody's so, drunk in the house. Apparently. So, yeah. we'll
0: go get some of the kids, too. Um, <laughs> as we said, it's a guide to poor parenting.
1: Well, here you go. <laughs> you're the kid's whiskey. Put uh, in
0: bed. Yeah, hopefully they don't find the weed. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, we, we walked around Auburn campus. <laughs> Um, He seemed pretty calm. He is the quietest person. Oh my
1: God. You have to force a word out of that boy.
0: Yeah. You have been, like, he's been with us for, since 2017, and only in the last year and a half have you, Miss Jennifer, gotten of, like, somewhat conversation out of the child.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I usually have to force it out of him, but lately he's actually asking me things. Which is just like, oh, yay! He's talking to me, you know. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be like his best friend or anything like that because that'd be weird. I'm 40 and he's 21, but you know, just to get a. You're trying to seduce our son. Yes, very much so. Bleh. No, 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 really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no. Thank you. He still lives at home with his parents, <laughs> that is a big no-no. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a good kid. Yeah. For Even though he's been through some stuff, you know.
0: He does not always make the wisest choices. No. But and, he still
1: has a mind of a 16-year-old, even yeah. though he's 21. Because the whole foster care system is just yeah. it fucks hard up. on them. Yeah, yeah
0: totally. Yeah. It kind of, like, when... The moment they enter foster care is, like, that's where they stay for a good little chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got him... He moved in with us, finally. It, well, so he did the weekend, and then... Like two days after he came up for the weekend, the the, the social was like, "So, do you want him to move in?" And we're like, uh, uh, "I guess." <laughs> so he moved in a week. We had we met him one weekend. He came up the next weekend. Moved in the weekend after that. Yeah,
1: very very quickly how this all yeah. works.
0: Now I, I will say one advantage of adopting uh, a seventeen-year-old. Well, he was yeah, he was seventeen at the time. Um, they do not have to have a lot of supervision. That's
2: true.
0: Y- you don't have to make sure they brush their teeth and go to bed on time. Well, the going to bed on time, yes, sort of. Sort of. But um, yeah, uh, the biggest thing we had was making sure he didn't drop out of school. Right. Because I think it was in Alabama, you had to be seventeen to withdraw yourself formally. Yeah. And he was ready to. He was so sick of the the BS.
1: Well, having to move from school to school to school to school is not fun anyways. And then you know you're behind because each school does a different type of curriculum, you know, that goes from one school to another. So when he got to Huntsville, it's like, do I even know what they're talking about?
0: Well and I mean, I do not mean to speak ill of social workers because I have much respect for them, but his social worker was not my favorite. Oh yeah. And she had jumped him around quite a bit and really screwed him over and his sister. Yeah. And so he was behind and really pissed off mm-hmm. at just the world. And I, I completely understand. Right. Me too. And when he when we got him, we were like, Hey, if you want to withdraw we understand would you give it at least one month Yep. at school, at the, the school we were zoned for? So he's like, okay. So he went, he did his one month, and that was October, early October, well, mid-October. And he stayed that whole academic year. Yep. I was very proud of him for that. Um, he failed, I think, a class or two. I can't remember. Um, and he did ultimately withdraw the next year, um, but he made it further than I thought he would have.
1: And that he wanted to when he first got here. So, yeah. you know, you guys were somewhat a good influence to try to make him try to stay. I somewhat. Mean, you can't you can't make a kid, especially when he's 17. And yeah. He just came into your life do, you know, pretty much anything. So yeah. for you to be able to get him to finish at least a year was... I commend you on that.
0: <laughs> we tried. Um, but so he... Yeah, he... Um, and I think it was that Christmas we met, he introduced us to his sister. Oh, was, yeah, the Christmas after he moved in with us. We hadn't quite adopted him. But he, uh, he's like, hey, can we stop by Coleman? Because my sister is in a group home there with her daughter, uh, Kalia. Mm-hmm. And his sister's name was and We call her Kiki. So we, that's that Christmas, uh, my mother came into town. We went to Atlanta and on the way back back I think no no we went to Texas for Thanksgiving and it was on the way back from Thanksgiving that we stopped by Coleman and met Kiki and Kalia mm-hmm. and I think she was four or five, she was four at the time and I still remember this because we were sitting around in the kitchen of their group home and Justin and Kiki were visiting and uh, I had Kalia on my knee and I was bouncing her while she was playing like I had this game on my phone and they play and I was bouncing around my knee, and she just looked, turned around, looked at me. And She's like, "Could you please stop?" It's <laughs> like, "Yes, ma'am, I'll stop that." Yeah. Sorry. So, um, so after that, we adopted Justin in March. No, yeah, yeah, yeah it was March. It was March, like fifteenth or eighteenth or something like that, or mid March. So
1: not on your anniversary date, it was it? It was
0: close though. Right. And then his birthday was literally the end of the month, so right. it was like we got him. Right before he turned 18. And frankly, I'm kind of glad it happened that way. Just because if we had adopted him afterwards, we would have missed out on that tax credit. Oh, yeah. hey.
2: <laughs> I mean, I hate to
0: say it, but, but it's like, it's that's true. a lot of money. Yeah, it's true. So, um, especially all the money he's cost us, but right. whatever.
1: It's for later episodes.
0: This is true. <laughs> the mini stories. <laughs> um,
1: the craziest thing about the state of Alabama, though, in this situation was that As soon as you adopted Justin, Kiki was no longer his sister. Yes, and that was just really hard for him, I think. Well, because his niece wasn't his niece, and his sister wasn't his sister, per the state of Alabama.
0: But we didn't find that until later, though. Yeah. So we uh, later the so that's the summer after we adopted Justin, we were helped Kiki aged out of foster care. And because she aged out of foster care, she wasn't financially stable yet. So they're like, well, we're not going to give you custody of Kalia until you're stable and have stable housing. And so they put, they moved Kalia for some God awful reason from Coleman where Kiki was. Right. To Tuscaloosa, which is two and a half or two, and, yeah, two and a half hours away, basically. Right. And so Kalia's like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll get stable. I will get an apartment. You mean Kiki? Yeah. God bless. One. a wine. I'm K's.
1: There are a lot of K's. There right? are a
0: lot. Um, so they they moved Kalia to Tuscaloosa, which is about two and a half hours away. And Kishana was like, well, I'll just get stable. I'll get an apartment. Because she's had a job at McDonald's for a couple of years and she was doing pretty good. I mean, she wasn't making a lot of money, but she was stable. Right. And then she got a letter. So she had, was just about to move into her apartment that she you know, had under her name. And she got a letter from DHR saying, we're going to start the process to terminate your parental rights. And I was like, "Ooh, I don't know how to stop this. Right. So I, my thought was, well, we adopted the uncle. Maybe we can get custody of the niece since mm-hmm. we, you know, we're family now. Right. And that's what you're talking about, Uh that when I contacted this awful social worker that I had. So awful. She was like, oh no, I talked legal and when you adopted Justin, you severed his legal relationship with his sister and niece. So they're no longer legally related to y'all.
1: Which is just crazy.
0: Which is ridiculous. I mean, you're
1: trying to get these kids into good homes and you're trying to keep the parents and the kids together but she did everything in her power not to for some reason. Moving the baby away two and a half hours away from her mom. And then how are you supposed to have a job and drive two and a half hours to visit your kid?
0: Well, even the judge, like, when we started going to the court dates, because I was like, oh, no, no, this is not going to happen. So I started driving Kiki down to Tuscaloosa for court dates and whatnot. And the judge was like, um, you need to arrange transportation for Kiki down to Tuscaloosa to see her baby. Because, like, the social worker moved Kalia and then didn't, like, you know, Kiki didn't have a car. Right. And they're like, well, you're not making an effort to see your baby, so we're going to terminate parental rights. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, okay, you moved her two and a half hours away, and then you don't give her any support to go see her. You make it super inconvenient. Right. And then the judge actually slapped the social worker down and said, no, no, you need to do this. So then she started, like arranging transportation. But Kiki worked at McDonald's and had, you know... not Weird hours. Weird hours. And, you know, like it's not easy to just take off time and go see my baby girl whenever you want me to. Right. Especially when you move her two and a half hours away.
2: Right.
0: So it seemed like it was going pretty good. Um, Like she was going to be okay. But I was like... I asked Kiki, uh, or I was like, to make sure this doesn't happen, do you want me to go ahead and adopt you? Because if I adopt you, then I'm your legal father. uh, Kalia is my legal granddaughter. Right. And and so she will have a family to go to. Right. So she agreed, so we approached the lawyer that I went through for Justin and that you went through for Wesley.
1: Passed away the day before our adoption.
0: (laughs) Um so we adopted Kishonlin. or I adopted Kishonlin.
1: Tell him about how Alabama is when you try to adopt Kiki in Alabama.
0: Thank you, forgot about that. So So we wouldn't
1: be married (laughs) to Kiki.
0: (laughs) So I went to the lawyer that we adopted Justin through and uh, she filed a petition and the law clerk for the judge or the judge himself spat or kicked her back and said, he, he highlighted the law that said to adopt an adult in Alabama, because she was 21 at the time mm-hmm. and an adult, you had to be biologically related to them by some degree of separation. So like right. a cousin and uncle, something like that. Or you had to be a step parent. So, like, if, um, like, the mother had died or the, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Or there was one, or a heterosexual couple. Yeah,
1: that's what, that's what I was talking about. I yeah. you'd have to get married for you to adopt Kiki in Alabama, which is the craziest thing ever. You're married to a man, doesn't matter. yeah But they don't like
0: it. Yep. So, we could not adopt Kiki as a gay married couple. So, for a while there, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. What do I do? There's nothing to mm-hmm. do. And for some reason it just popped in my head. I'm like, I wonder if other states have residency requirements because like we're pretty close like in, in Huntsville we're about say like 45 minutes, 30 minutes to the Tennessee border.
1: Yeah, not far at all.
0: Yeah. So I, my thought was, like, what if Tennessee has like no residency requirements? What if I could just adopt her up there right? So I looked and um, Mississippi, Tennessee and, uh, and Georgia all have six month residency requirements to adopt a person or a child in those states. Right. But Florida didn't. So I contacted a lawyer in Destin, which is 6, six five, hours. Away. Yes, yeah, about yeah 6 hours, like away. That. And a good bit of a drive. Yes. yes. It was not a fun drive. No. Nope. But I contacted a lawyer and I said, "Hey, here's the situation. Can I adopt this young lady? She, you know, my I have her her brother is my son." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Sure. That's fine." Come on down. Yeah, come on down. And he's like, just to be sure, you know, I don't think the judge is going to have any problems, but go ahead and get a, a P.O. box, would you? I'm like, okay. So I I drove down to Destin, which is, I took I took the day off, mm-hmm. drove down there all by myself, got a P.O. box, drove back. <laughs> that's all I did.
1: 12 hours.
0: Well, I, I got the P.O. box and I dropped off the $2,500 check. That,
1: oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Because in, in Alabama, like they give you a not a stipend, but it's like as a grant or something. Yeah, they so kind of
1: pay a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Too. So if
0: you adopt out of the out of the foster care system, they'll give you they'll give the lawyer a thousand dollars to cover the costs, and then you have to make up the rest.
1: But. Our lawyer for Wesley and for Justin was really nice, and she just took a thousand dollars because she liked to do the adoptions because she felt like that was her um, calling. I think goodwill because she did a lot of divorces. I think is what she was telling me. Like she hated to do the bad things, so she was like, "I'm going to do adoptions to make me feel better." (laughs) That's kind of how she put it to me. Okay. So that's why she just did the thousand dollars, just because she was like. I'm getting paid and I'm doing something nice. Okay. I
0: did not realize that part.
1: Yeah. When we so, went to her office and with her puppy.
0: Oh, oh that was dog was Princess
1: s- is her name or something like that? Oh, it was Duchess. Oh, yeah. Duchess. Yeah. Yeah. Such an adorable dog. And soft. Yes. God, that Wesley dog was soft. Loved her.
0: Yeah. Every time we came in, she would like jump at the gate mm. and we were like, I was like, can we let her out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> and, hyper dog, but so lovely. Yeah.
0: And she would get in the chair and just lick you and just mm. love on you. It was so sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, so, for our listeners at home, my husband is miming that we need to focus, and I am currently giving him the bird.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's our podcast.
0: And he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's pretending You're not going to fist. Yeah. He's pretending to fist me later if I'm like, no, no, no. Mama's clamshell is a little tight. I <laughs> um, haven't had no wife for that. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, mama's drunk um anyway so the lawyer in destin uh he got the paperwork pushed pushed through me justin and kiki drove down to destin i was kind of surprised Justin wanted to do it because he's so like
1: nonchalant about things
0: well not only that it's like if it's any inconvenience for him he does not want to do it
1: but I think have he really wanted Kalia here. Yeah. He did. I mean he might like take it back now because she's here twenty four seven, but I feel like he really wanted her here.
0: Uh yeah, no, I agree. She um she was the whole impetus for doing this. Right. Like if he had, had didn't have a closer relationship with her, I don't know that I would have done as much I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, if they hadn't been as close, they probably wouldn't have tried as hard.
1: Well, you probably wouldn't have known about her. And, you know, because he has, like, eight other brothers and sisters or something like that. So, you know, with Kiki, they had a special bond. Yeah. And they did get to kind of grow up together. And so, Kalia was part of all of that. And, you know, I really can't see Kalia not being in our lives. So, I'm really glad that he did have an affinity towards Kiki, for us, or for you, sorry, to get Kalia, because I, I love baby girl.
0: Yeah. She's a loud-ass little girl, but she's hoot. She's, she is my sweetheart. Um, so Kiki and Justin and I drove down to Destin. Uh, we met with the judge, and we adopted Kiki, and it was very sweet, and... Um, I was mildly horrified because we, we were at the beach and she was like, well, I'm going to get some souvenirs. And she spent like 150 bucks oh my on gosh. like crap. And I was just like, uh, I'm your father. I should say something, but I'm like, I just adopted <laughs>
1: you. I just so adopted I
0: don't really, <laughs> <laughs> really have the right to.
1: Can I discipline you already when we just got adopted? And <laughs> i was like,
0: no, we did not spend that money. Cause she, i like, she was making like $10 an hour. Like, Jesus Christ, girl, don't spend that kind of money. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, and, she's,
1: she is responsible. Yeah. And I mean, she does take good care yeah. and
0: she's, her she, bills
1: paid and somewhat, you know, yeah. she, she tries. She, yeah. That's she, the main thing.
0: She's, the struggle is real with her, but she's doing the best she can. And yes. I, I fully respect everything she's doing. Definitely. Um, yeah. But after we adopted her, I think that was in March that we adopted her. The adoption went through March, April, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And then um, we had actually inquired on another kid because I was like, oh, we adopted her. And, you know, it seemed like her court, the, the termination of parental rights was not going to happen. Right. Regardless of us adopting her, it just seemed like it was going well and mm-hmm. she was doing everything she needed to do. So I was like, eh, we're fine. I'm going to go ahead and inquire another kid. So we had inquired on this kid. He seemed like a perfect match because he was, um, uh, from from his, the biography statement, it seemed like he was gay and he was 15. It was mm-hmm. like, perfect. It right. was a perfect match. And then come May, went down for her final court date and the judge and Kiki's lawyer and um, Kalia's guardian, ad litem, which is her representative, mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, well, since you adopted Kiki, um, and we're still kind of unsure about no, sorry, yeah, since we're still kind of unsure about her, we're gonna give you joint custody of Kalia to you and Kishanlin." And I was like, oh, okay. I'm not sure what that means. Um, They're like, well, you you two will share custody, but she has to be with you for so many months, and she has to come visit and keep a good relationship with her. And after that, it's whatever y'all want to do. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So she moved in early June. June. June, June, yeah. yeah. And then the day after she moved in, the... The boy that we had inquired on, our social the social his adoption coordinator was like, Okay, y'all ready to go meet him? Ugh. And Zane was like, Jason, you need to tell her about this. I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, I guess we do need to tell her about this. <laughs> I, was just, I was so like going crazy. you know, it was just a whirlwind. We just had a it
1: happened so fast.
0: We had a five year old move in. Right. And I was just like, Oh, it's fine. Um it wasn't fine. <laughs> Having a five-year-old move-in with you is very traumatic, not only for the five-year-old, but it is a huge disruption in your everything.
1: Yes. And then trying to put a brand new kid in amongst that disruption would not have worked.
0: So I called the social worker. She was not happy with me. (laughs) And I'm like, I totally understand. And I, you know, it was like, I felt bad. And I was like, Catherine, I'm so sorry. Because that Catherine was... uh, the boys' um, adoption coordinator, and uh, who was also the adoption coordinator for Justin. Um, luckily, she was amazing, and I love her to this day. And I can't—I feel so bad for just—I—I should have handled it better, but I felt so overwhelmed to kind of just.
1: There was no way for you to handle it better. No. You got thrown in to all of that. You did the best you could, and no. that's all you can say.
0: You were generous, and you and have I love you.
1: an awesome granddaughter. And an awesome daughter and son.
0: So, wow. there you go. So, in the process of not getting the 15-year-old gay boy, uh, we have a granddaughter mm-hmm. at, in 2019. Uh, Zane and I... Zane is 43 at the time, and I'm 42. Yeah. So, I have a 42-year-old grandfather. Um, so, yeah, that was a transition.
1: Yes. To and go from having a 17-year-old or... Eighteen-year-old living in the house to having a five-year-old living in the house. Definitely big adjustment. Yeah. That's the, you got to brush your teeth, got to take a shower, got to go to bed, read a book, like all of that. Like Justin, you didn't have to do Mm nothing, pretty much none of that with, but.
0: And we moved houses.
1: That's true. Yeah. We,
0: so that, uh, 18, no, it was 19. Was a huge year for us because mm-hmm. uh, we got married in 19, is when we got married. Yeah. Because we went to New Orleans in March, got right. married. On the way back, a friend of our a mutual friend of ours called me I was like, Hey, there's a house in my neighborhood. And Zayn and I had been looking for a bigger house because our ho- oral house was tiny. It was great for us and maybe Justin, but it was getting small. Right. And, um, So we got back, we were on our way back from New Orleans, and our mutual friend called and said, hey, there's this house for sale. So we get back from New Orleans, and this was late April, Mm -hmm. so close to the time of uh, Kiki's court date and when it got custody. Right. So we check out the house, love it. It's
1: an awesome house.
0: It's a big house. It was perfect. It was in a transitioning neighborhood, I would say. It's it's very close to one of the big universities here in town. Um, and it's kind of like on the edge of some slightly sketchy areas. Yeah. But they're transitioning.
1: They are. And it's still a good house. Yeah. I mean, And, there's and some... you have really good neighbors. Yeah. And even though there is kind of a college area, you still have, like you have the kids, but then you also have the, um, the older people too. So, and the people with kids.
0: Yeah. And we've been super fortunate with that. Um, so, my lovely husband is here. Get it close to the microphone, honey. I need to hear this luscious pour. Oh, yeah, that thing <laughs> peeing in my mouth. My turn, Not my yet. turn. Oh, my turn. Go,
1: what? Yes, please. My hey, I
0: have poor. some more.
1: So. May I please have some more? My
0: love, could you kick off your sandals? Thank you. Because I think we're picking up in the microphone. Flop, 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 flop. Yeah, Flip, flop. flop, 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 flop.
1: Swish, swish, swish. Just don't hit me I with the Zane.
0: You have to do that after the podcast. Oh yeah, hit me ooh. too, Daddy.
1: <laughs>
0: granddad, ooh, that really spiked the microphone. <laughs> um, so 2019. Ooh, one of the kids whom we told not to come out is coming out, Jesus. and she's hopefully being quiet, so she is. So good girl. Go
1: on, with Granddad.
0: Um, so we got her in 2019. It well, was so we week. We get married, we move, we get a five-year-old.
1: Lots of stuff happening.
0: And then, as the most incredibly intelligent people, we start remodeling the house. Mm-hmm. So we tear up the kitchen um, and completely remodel the kitchen. And it was uh, slightly hellscape. That was pro- I don't want to say it's the most stressful year of my life, but it was a lot to deal with.
1: The kitchen in the demo was fun for Jennifer. Yes. I enjoyed hitting... The old cabinets and, like, doing all the demolition. That was a lot of fun and a huge... Uh, Stress relief? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So nice.
0: Because we got Kalia in late J- June, and then you got Wesley, like, very soon after that. And I had found a summer... Because it was summer, and I found a summer program at a local a uh, historically black university church.
1: Well, yeah, it was a university and a church all together. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oakwood
0: University Church, I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. And they have this great summer program. That, it was awesome. Yeah. Not super expensive either. I was nope. amazed. And so I got clean into that. It was lovely. Uh, and then when, Jennifer, when you got Wesley, you got him in there too.
1: Yeah. Because I only had a few weeks before school started. So nowhere was really taking kids when I tried and then you told me about that place and I'm like, okay, well I'll try it. And they were like, yeah, bring him in. So I was like, okay, that's awesome. So they had like a basketball court right next to, um, the classroom where they would stay. So they got to play basketball and they had movie night, uh, movie days, bring your PJs to, to the summer camp. And they really, really enjoyed it. I yeah. think
0: I, I wish they had done it this last summer, but like with COVID it's been yeah. so crazy. Yeah, it is. But, um, so we got her, she started kindergarten that fall. Wesley right. started second grade, if yep. I remember correctly. And it's been, for the most part, Kalea's been loud. Yes. To say the one thing. She takes
1: off her auntie.
0: No, oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: she has been a sweetheart. She's I adore her. Um, she is very much like her mom. She is a sassy little bitch. She is
1: very much like her mom. <laughs> <laughs> she Um, is unique that is for sure she is but I love
0: her she um, she brings out the best in Justin too it is so cute seeing them interact yeah cause Justin like he is a now 21 year old but Mm -hmm. you know over the course of the last couple years he's a a young teenage black boy who desperately does not want to seem uncool and Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be embarrassed and has the pride of a lion right so proud yeah and he's like, she just brings out the soft side of him. It is so cute to it interact. Is.
1: And then with even with Wesley too, when Wesley's over here, and then they're all outside playing basketball, whatever it is, he is very good with the kids.
0: Yeah, he's he's such a sweetheart. He is. So I've been, I, I have been particularly, we have been particularly blessed with our children. and yeah. Kishonalan is a smart, hardworking girl. She is. I have been, you know, she's had her job, she had her job at McDonald's for three years, I think. She actually became a manager mm-hmm. by the time she left. And then some unfortunate circumstances happened and she got a job with Subway pretty quickly after that. Right. Um, but
1: then and, she had Ayana in the process of all of that. Yes. So Your I. My newest am granddaughter. My
0: newest beautiful granddaughter, who is. Who is adorable. Yes. Yeah, she'll have her first birthday in November and precious as all get out. Love her. Um, so I am a two time grandpa yep. at 43, about to be 44. So it has been a whirlwind of parenthood. But and you wouldn't
1: change it for anything.
0: I would wouldn't. You? Uh, there's some things I would have changed about how I reacted <laughs> to things. <laughs> Uh, I wish I had handled, I, I, when we got Justin, we, uh, me, not Zane, because I think Zane had, who'd been left to his own devices, would have done something different, but I should have insisted Justin take driver's ed. Ah. Uh, and he's like, oh, I've done driving before. Right. And he passed the driving test. So I was like, eh, he's fine. Right. Uh, and then we were like, ah, you can take the car to two hours away.
1: Yeah. But well, so before you tell the story of what happened at that, let's talk about what we're eating.
0: Ooh, for it's
1: snack, snack time. time. Yeah. So we are having a lovely, I'll let you tell what it is because I forgot.
0: <laughs> so I had planned to make these great Brazilian, um, like, cheese rolls? I don't yeah. know. I found a recipe. It just didn't... I didn't have time. Like, we were trying to cram two podcast episodes in one day. Yeah. So, I was like, just ran out of time. Uh, but we're keeping it low-key, uh, low-class. Yes. And we're doing some Laughing Cow spreadable cheese on some saltine crackers. Oh, and they are delicious. Have you had the uh, the garlic one yet?
1: Yes. It's what I what was eating earlier, and then I was trying to talk with it in my mouth. But it's very... Um, <laughs> <laughs> <doesn't> making <laughs> Let
0: me chew like a uh, cow. Yeah,
1: it's very crazy. Um, so that was our that's our snack time is the laughing cow on the saltines. Mm-hmm. We're fancy in this house. We are. Um, but I know you were going somewhere, so I know it's story time, and you have story a great time. story time about Justin and Cars. Oh, so Jesus. please tell us about this.
0: Uh, practically all my story times are going to be about Justin and his idiotic car behavior
1: very much yeah there's he has had a lot of problems yes. <laughs> with cars and him yeah. Three. But, yeah so tell us what what your first story is about <sighs> justin and his car
0: oh lord all right so like i said earlier i wish we had forced justin to take driver's ed Yep. or some sort of driving course because he had swerving down, and I was like, well, he seemed to be okay, and when we drove them, he was fine. Little did I, like you said earlier, uh, or like you said on the last podcast episode, that uh, you are the short one, I am the loosey-goosey one. Um, so he had had his license maybe four or five months, and... We wanted to make sure he maintained his friendships down in Pell City, where his last... Um, group home was, yeah, right? Yeah, when he was in foster care, the last placement was a group home, and he had several friends there. We wanted to make sure he maintained them, because, you know, it's, it's a big shock to the system to lose everything.
1: Right. Oh, again. God. Yeah. Yeah, again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So you were trying to keep it somewhat normal for him. Yeah. With his friends down
0: there. And we were, we actually went down there a couple of times with him and right. like met them. And they were everyone was really nice. And we wanted to make sure he maintained those friendships. So it was... Was it summer? When did you graduate, Zane? Uh,
2: May.
0: So, May of 18. So during this time, Zane was in nursing school. He had had a, a, a pretty long... Not long, but a, a good stretch as, a, as an IT professional. Right. Um, he had a already had a bachelor's, and he was like, "I want to go get my nursing degree." I, I got have, a new calling. I got a new calling, right? And we were it was very supportive. I'm like, "Okay, cool." So it gets close to Zane's graduation, mm-hmm. and uh, Justin, I was like, "Do you want to go to Zane's graduation?" Should have made him. Yeah, should have. Well. He did attend, so there was two graduation ceremonies. One was in the College of Nursing, and he did attend that one.
1: Okay.
0: So that's why I kind of felt like he didn't have to attend the big one. The one
1: at the BBC. Yeah,
0: the one that you and I went to and attended. Um, So I was like, okay, you went to one of them. Even Zane, I think, was, felt fine. He's like, okay, he went to one. That's cool. Right. It is his familial obligation. Right. I mean, yeah. you
1: know, you can only ask an 18-year-old to do so much. Yeah. Or a 19-year-old. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah.
0: Do. So, um, it gets closer to the, act, the, the big graduation with all the colleges of University of Alabama in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. and Huntsville. Uh, and Justin asked if he can borrow the car. And we had let him do it before. He had got, he'd borrowed the car and gone down to Pill City. Mm-hmm. No problem. Right. So we're like, okay, yes, you may borrow the car, spend the night, and then come back. Probably not our finest choice. Well, but.
1: hindsight twenty twenty.
0: Hindsight twenty twenty. Um, and I, I think a lot of it too is like I base the decisions on like how I was parented, and admittedly, my parents are. If you think I'm loosey goosey, my mother's like, no, just go do it. It's fine. Good. <laughs> you want to try that crack ahead? Whatever. <laughs> Here's the gun.
1: Go run in traffic.
0: Here's the gun. <laughs> Here's the gun. Go play in the truck and the cars. Mm, excuse me, audience. I'm eating my lovely saltines with Laughing Cow. Mm. <laughs> and
1: drinking his wine. Just what you need is more wine. Mm,
0: yes. This podcast so. is brought to you by Laughing Cow. Jeez. Smooth and spreadable. <laughs>
1: you are too silly. <laughs> so Justin has a car. He's going to Pell City.
0: So, Justin has the car in Pell City, which is about two hours away, about... Ish. Ish. Yeah. We'll,
1: and we'll say that. And
0: my dearest friend, Jennifer, and I are having Subway, I think. Nope. No, we were we having were, a sandwich.
1: We were at uh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's, that's it. Yeah, because we were... It's real close to the BBC.
0: Yep. So, yeah. we were downtown at Jimmy John's having a sandwich, waiting for Zane's graduation to start, because it yep. was around... It was like two-ish, I think, something like that. I uh,
1: don't remember, times, yeah.
0: but yeah. It was lunchtime. Yeah. So we go down, we're having lunch and I get a call from Justin and I'm like, what's up buddy? (laughs) What's up there, pumpkin? Yeah. I had a car accident. (laughs) You did what? (laughs) So apparently, I'm not, I still don't really remember, but he had been either fucking around on his phone or fucking around with his friends. Yeah. Got was tailgating someone. They broke on the f- on the freeway, I think, and he re ended them. Right. I don't and think it was. Oh.
1: Let me just say this is in Zane's car. Yes. Not your car. Yeah. Zane's car. Who's about to graduate. Yes. Yes.
0: So Zane was incredibly sweet. No more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Yeah. But so. he broke. So the other car and and Justin plowed into him pretty much.
0: Now it wasn't a plow. It, it, like it, he hit him and damaged the car in front of them, okay. but it wasn't like the like the was it? the hood wasn't like bent up oh, okay. or anything. It was just like yeah, okay. he hit him, but it wasn't like mangled all okay. the pieces. Um, it was still drivable. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. gets the ticket for reckless driving, obviously. Right. And frankly, I don't even. He said that his uh, one of the parents from the group home took care of it. I don't know if that's true. My son <laughs> might have a warrant out for his arrest in Pell City County or whatever city that is. Yeah. Um, so he was like, can you just come get me? And I'm like, no. Zane's graduating. Get your hill home. Yeah. He's like, no, can you get me? I was like, is the car drivable? Yeah. Get your ass home. Right. So he drives home.
1: And we go to the graduation. Like and Noah we got like to the graduation. Of pictures of graduating.
0: Yes. And so that was his first of three car accidents.
1: And more to tell later
0: on. Oh Jesus, that boy. <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah, so if you ever see my son driving on the the road, Why? get on get it yeah, get in a different lane or turn down the different street because <laughs> you're life in danger girl. <laughs> All right, Ms. Jennifer, I think that concludes our our second Second episode. episode. Cheers to... Cheers. I hope uh, our listening audience has enjoyed A Guide to Poor Parenting. Yes. We will see you next time.
2: Yay.